Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive. Right here on our website, thank you for joining us today. We're going to get right into the Word of God so we can get the Word of God in us today. Amen. Hallelujah. How we need God's Word and God's God's will revealed through His Word. We need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. And I believe that all is happening and all the end time events and all the intentions of evil from our enemy, the devil, uh, God is allowing and permitting for a reason that He might get man's attention. Not only our attention as Christians, but all men and women, boys and girls' attention. God is speaking. He wants us to hear what He's saying and heed what we hear today. So I want to bring you a message today. Listen up. God is speaking. Now, I'm not talking about me. I'm going to bring you the Word of God from the Scripture. But we're going to frame this teaching and this preaching this morning in the in the in the scenario that we're seeing right now of end time events the things that are coming upon the earth the devil means every one of them for evil he hates the object of god's love and that's every person in this audience and every person in the world make no mistake about it he hates the fact that God has set His love not only on us as Christians, but fallen man. But because He loves us, you know, He accepts us just like we are when we repent. But He loves us too much to leave us that way. And that's why the Holy Spirit is at work. And that's why God is speaking through the circumstances that we are in to gain our attention. We're in danger. The Bible said that we're to not, not let, let any, to give the more earnest heed is what the scripture says. To give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest at any time we let them slip. That word slip in the nautical sense is like a ship that is is full of supplies. It's supposed to come into port and unload those supplies, but instead it passes right on by. It's this callousness of heart and this carelessness concerning God's word and God's will. Friend of mine, there is no way that we cannot have God speak to us and that we cannot give heed to what he's telling us and survive spiritually, physically, financially, and every other way in these perilous times that we are living. I ask God to let me speak as an oracle of God today. Let me speak today. Amen. I am flesh and blood. I have an appointing to preach and teach the gospel. I have an anointing that came with the appointing. Amen. But we have the anointed word of God today. And it's all about listening to that we might hear what God is saying. That's why in every one of the seven churches of Asia, it says he 
that hath an ear. That means that he that has a heart to hear and give heed. Amen. <laughs> let him that, that have a heart to hear. Let him that has a heart to hear. Hear what the Spirit says unto the church. This is a crucial message today. It's critical. I have been preaching for almost 50 years. Well, counting the years before I began to be president, director, pastor of our present ministry, I have been doing that for at least 50 years of my life. And friend of mine, I have never felt how, how important the message is today. Amen. So I've not just prepared a message. I've prepared the messenger to bring the message today. And I pray God will touch you right where you are because there is a reason for all that is happening. And I want you to hear what God is saying in his word today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 through 29. On the subject today and the title of the message today, listen up, God is speaking. Make a statement as we talk about this time when the paradigm is shifting, when everything that we thought was so secure is being shaken. Listen up. God is speaking. You see, when everything that man has trusted in and every one that man has relied upon is shaken, there is but one person that is the Lord Jesus Christ and one place, and that is the kingdom of God. Amen. And one heavenly Father that, that sits, the Bible said, upon the circle of the earth. You know what he said about himself and his greatness? He said, he said that the, the, the heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you would build for me? Oh, friend of mine, isn't it wonderful to know that there's nothing we can build that would draw his attention, but if we come to Christ, confess our sins, God said he would come and our bodies would become his very temple today. Hallelujah. That Christ would come and live within us and become the hope of glory. Because if God has done something so powerful and wonderful in our life that Jesus can live within us, amen, then surely we can live. If that the holiest of persons of heaven can live in us, we can certainly live in the place he's prepared for us. Amen. Because it is not the gold, it is not the silver, it's not the gates of pearl, it's Jesus, it's God, it's the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. That's why. What makes heaven holy? Hallelujah. Praise God. And the Holy Spirit comes to live within us and abide with us today. So we have hope today and the world needs this hope. But we need to hear what God is saying. Amen. God not only allows shaking. I'm going to go so far as to say he orders them. We were not going to read that. Now, I wouldn't dare say that because there'd be too many people trying to contradict that. But if you contradict anything that is said from Scripture, you've got to do it with rightfully divided Scripture. Friend of mine, when we become tone deaf to His Word, He that hath an ear, let him hear 
what the Spirit is saying to the church when we, not just the Christian community who should be so sensitive to God's Word and so desirous of His Word. What about the world that is pushing back every time anyone quotes a scripture, pushing back on biblical principles, pushing hard against those who hold a biblical world view? Listen, independent, strong-willed, self-sufficient, that is what man has become. And God sends us shaking for a purpose. It's painful. It puts us under intense pressure. Listen, but it's designed to bring us back to true safety. Amen. Listen, the dangers and threats are real. They are not fabricated. In the last days, one of the signs, when should you, you come? What shall be the sign of your coming in Matthew 24? One of the things he told them, men's hearts would fail them for fear and looking at the things which are coming upon the earth. Amen. So let's listen up today. Let's hear the word of the Lord. And after we have heard it, let's give heed to it today. Hebrews twelve twenty five through 29. It has something to do with that day. It has something to do prophetically of our day. Looking forward from that day. And it's all about hearing and giving heed to what the Lord is speaking. Verse 25 says, See that you refuse him not that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I'll shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken or moved, let us have grace whereby we might serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. We should not be shaken by what's happening. We should be shaken in the sense of of godly fear today. Why? Verse 29 says it, For our God is a consuming fire. Friend of mine, when God begins to move in corrective judgments, this is not the judgment that's coming through the tribulation to destroy so many. This is coming to seek and to save. But first, God has to get our attention because in so many Christian circles and in most of the world, He does not yet have man's attention. Listen to it from the Amplified. See to it that you do not reject Him or refuse to listen to and heed Him who is speaking to you now. For if they, the Israelites, did not escape when they refused to listen and heed him who warned and divinely instructed them here on earth, revealing with heavenly warnings his will, how much less shall we escape 
if we reject and turn our backs on him who cautions and admonishes us from heaven. I want to stop here just a moment and talk to you a minute about the ministry of warning. It's a lost ministry today. We're told to warn them that are unruly. The John the Baptist told the religionists of his day, the, the self-righteous hypocrites that they had become, who hath, they feigned humility. They just came down because they were upset that someone was operating out from under their control and people re- repenting of their sin and being baptized in preparation for the coming Messiah. And he looked at them and he said, who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come. They were not there because they feared the judgment of God. They were too self-righteous to see their own sin. They were just there to 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 really try to pick at John the Baptist and, and, and ask him by whose authority he was baptizing and why hadn't he come to them and involved them. Listen, friend of mine, we don't have time to run a true message from God by a committee to see whether or not they approve it. As long as it's biblical, as long as it, it, it has the, the truth that was once delivered to the saints, as long as it has the authority of God's word, a man let God be true and let every man become a liar in the face and the light of his great truth today listen to verse 26 it says then at Mount Sinai his voice shook the earth but now he's given a promise this is from the amplified yet once more I will shake and make tremble There's where the earthquakes in divers places in the earth comes. But he said not only the earth, verse 26, but the starry heavens. That's going to occur during the tribulation when the stars themselves are going to be shaken in the heavens. Listen. Now this expression, verse 27, yet once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken, that is, of that which has been created, in order that that which cannot be shaken may remain. There's a purpose in the shaking. Amen. And it's so that which cannot be shaken might remain and continue. Let us, therefore, receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God pleasing and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe. I'm concerned about something, some of the things we call worship today that doesn't include modesty. It doesn't include any, any sense of piety and godly fear and awe of God. Why should we, why should we worship in a, in the presence of God with a sense of the true positive fear of God? Verse 29, for our God is indeed a consuming fire. You see, the message of a coming judgment is a lost message in much of the church world. Therefore, the ministry of warning of judgment to come is rarely heard in much of Christendom. Listen, God has appointed a great earthquake 
when this world comes to a close, a final shaking of the earth and the heavens someday that will end this fallen creation as we know it and bring the kingdom of God to consummation. Look with me at verse 26 and 27 again. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, listen, saying once more, I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifying the removing of the things that are shaken, of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken might remain. When God came down on Sinai, the earth shook. It shook violently. And the people trembled. The earth shook violently at the crucifixion. The scripture teaches that the frequency of earthquakes would mark the last days. But nothing will stand the last shaking but the kingdom of God. One, one Bible scholar wrote, now that, you, now what you have here is a biblical prophecy. I'm quoting him. I like this. That there is coming a day in which there will be such a violent shaking in creation that the world as we know it will be removed. It will not be anymore. There will come a new heaven and a new earth on which righteousness dwells. But this world is going to come to a cataclysmic end someday. And there will be a removal of the world as we know it. And what cannot be shaken is all that will remain. The kingdom of God and everyone who dwells in it. Listen. I am so glad that as a Christian, and you should be too, we've been translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Praise God. Listen, there's several other places in the Bible where this is made clear. For example, Isaiah 13.13, I will make the heavens tremble, and the earth will be shaken out of its place at the wrath of of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. That's the day of the Lord. That is the tribulation period. So there's coming a day of the Lord of fierce anger and retribution and justice upon the earth for its sin. And the earth will be shaken out of its place. Listen to Isaiah 24, 18 through 20. The foundations of the earth tremble. The earth is utterly broken. The earth is rent asunder. The earth is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunken man. It sways like a hut. Its transgression lies heavy upon it, and it falls and will not rise again. The world as we know it will not stand. Oh, but the kingdom of God and the King of glory is going to stand eternally, eternally firm and forever. Hallelujah. And the people that are part of his kingdom, because they have made Jesus their king. Hallelujah. Their Lord and Savior, their sovereign and Savior. Praise God. We're going to stand when the whole world is shaken. Listens to Revelation six twelve through 17. He said, this is coming. God said, I, I shook the earth 
to get their attention then, but there's a shaking coming that is going to be greater than any shaken because heaven itself will be shaken as well. Once again, Revelation six twelve through 17, I looked and behold, there was a great earthquake. The sun became black as sackcloth and the moon became like blood. The sky vanished like a scroll that is rolled up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great men and the generals and the rich and the strong and every one slave and free hid in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling on the mountains and rocks, fall on us, hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand before it? So there's a great earthquake coming, and all the unbelievers who have spurned the gospel, who have lived for worldly pleasure, who have ignored God, will want to be crushed under the rocks and mountains rather than face the wrath of God friend of mine, I'm going to tell you today, we try to wrap, get some kind of imagination of what that would look like, what it would be like. But our imaginations could never conceive of what it'll be like when the stars are falling, the skies are rolled up like a scroll, the earth comes out off, off of its foundations and collapses and all the islands and mountains vanish. And there's only God with whom to deal. I just hope and pray today that any of you hearing this broadcast who feel secure and safe outside of Christ, I pray you would tremble at this thought because you're going to face God someday and nothing to stand on but what is in your heart when the quake came. Listen to Revelation sixteen seventeen through 19. A loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, It is done. And there were flashes of lightning and voices and peals of thunder and a great earthquake such had never been since men were on the earth. So great an earthquake, the great city was split into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. And God remembered great Babylon to make her drain the cup of the fury of his wrath. You know what his message is? Come out of her, my people, that you not be a partaker of her plagues. Not just a physical city, but a spiritual system. Babylon, Babylon is fallen. Both commercial and spiritual Babylon are appointed to judgment. But God's great mercy is displayed in this warning. <laughs> it's so very clear in Scripture that God wants to save everyone, listen, who will listen. Listen up. God is speaking through the trouble the world is in right now. He wants us to hear and heed His voice. Who will heed His warning? He does not want any to perish. He wants all to have eternal life. 
So the call to salvation is a call to escape the wrath to come. It is love reaching down to fallen man. Friend of mine, I want you to know today, in the shaking that we are in, and the shakings that are going to continue as evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And so many are turning from God instead of turning to God in this time. The shaking is here to gain our attention that we might run to Christ, run to God for safety today. If you ask why should God ordain there be a frequency and intensity of earthquakes toward the end of the age as the Lord draws near, the biblical answer seems that God means to give hope-filled but shocking warnings before the day of the Lord. The same way labor pains or hope-filled warnings that a mother and father should get ready to go to a safe place to have the baby. God means to give birth pains to the world. You know, when all of these things start happening, it says, the end is not yet. It's near, but it's not yet. And, and it goes on to say, uh, that, that these are the beginning of sorrows in Scripture. That beginning of sorrows, the actual Greek word in Aramaic that was used, interpreted in Greek and then in English, is birth pangs. God means to give birth pangs to the world, that the world wakes up and knows something is about to happen. This is mercy with all the tragedy there is in all the calamities of the world. It is the loud stark voice of a holy God saying, get ready. There's a shaking coming that will leave no one and no thing standing, no building standing, no place to stand, but the throne of God. That's the meaning. It's warnings. And there'll be an increasing number of calamities so that there's a growing sense of unsettledness in the world and People grasp, and some hang on to money, some to power, some go after the bottle, some go after drugs, some after sex, some go after just worldly pleasures. Only a few have their love not grow cold because lawless is being mul- lawlessness is being multiplied. Those will be the ones who hear the voice of the Lord in the shaking of our world in these last days. Amen. Open your eyes, dear friends. Read the signs of the times so that you're not taken off guard when this calamity comes, whether it's your own little private calamity of a stopped heart or a stroke like I had or open heart like my wife had, or whether everybody together rolls with the earthquake. It's coming. Yet again, and I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens It's coming, and the Lord is warning us that it is coming. Ah, friend, again and again he's shaking people awake to the reality of the instability of this world and the desirability of the unshakable kingdom that he offers you and he offers me. Oh, by the way, the King, the Lord Jesus Christ, the bridegroom, our sovereign, and our savior. 
He's coming very, very soon. Praise God. Amen. We who are saved should be filled with gratitude and holy awe. We should live, amen, uh, live our hallelujah to the Lamb. Praise God. Listen to verse 28 and 29 of our text. Wherefore we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we might serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Thank God we face Him as our Savior and not our judge. We've received mercy and not justice because of Jesus Christ today. Dear friend of mine, this is a day, this is a day like no other day. God is shaking things on the earth and not too long He will shake the heavens also. Between this shaking and that shaking, Jesus is coming for His bride. Jesus is coming for His church. Jesus is coming for His reward for all of His suffering at the cross. And that is every person who has come to Him, repenting of their sin and receiving Him as their Lord and their Savior. Listen. Because there's a shaking that's coming, I can't help but think that everybody should want a place to stand. And everybody would see the reasonableness that God Almighty is shaking things so He can redeem us through His Son and take us into the safest place in all of the world and therein we will stand. Praise God. Christian, no matter how your world is shaking and how it shakes in the future, God is in control. We belong to Him. He redeemed us. The ransom price was the blood of Jesus Christ. He who conquered death will stand on the earth in the last day. And Job said, I'm going to stand up with him when he does. <laughs> Amen. Though the skin worms may eat all the flesh off of my bones. As we stand firm in the safety of his unshakable kingdom, let us tell everyone, everyone who will listen, about the hiding place we've found in Jesus Christ. Today, if you don't know Him, don't run from Him. Don't run to a rock or a mountain. They're all going to be shaken. There's no cave deep enough, no mountain tall enough to get away. But there is a way to get away. Come to Jesus. Repent of your sin. Receive Christ as your Savior. He will translate you out the kingdom of darkness, the kingdoms of this world. And He will bring you into the kingdom of His Son in Jesus' name today. We love you. God loves you. Jesus is coming soon.